Welcome to Twintopia, the podcast about all things twins. I'm Julie. And I'm Katie. And we are identical twins. At least we think we are. In today's episode, we continue our interview with my friend Danielle Holiday, mother of quadruple boys. So in today's episode, Danielle talks about what her first few days and weeks were like in the NICU with four premature boys and how scary it was and what happened when she brought them home with the many health concerns that were going on with them. It's really an incredible story. Um, And then later we talk about sibling relationships and what her boys are like with each other now. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. She's such a delightful person. I can see why you're friends with her, Katie. I know. She's awesome and amazing. And I just, I'm, I'm like completely inspired by her. Yes. I mean, I think obviously if you're a person that has multiple or knows somebody with multiples, you will be able to relate. But for the rest of us who can't relate, I mean, even if you're like me, a mom of a single child, trying to like listen to her talk and imagine what that's like multiplied by four. I just found her fascinating. Well, so I think she's fascinating anyway. I think she's one of those rare people that has Mm -hmm. extra hours in her day. And I don't know, I don't know where she gets them from and how I can get some, but she gets a lot done in a day. Yeah. She has, has a positive attitude, which is, and it seems like she has a lot of energy. I think she does. She must run out by evening time, but when we spoke to her, it was evening, so yeah, she, she seemed all right. <laughs> she did. <laughs> anyway, she's amazing, so everyone, please enjoy Danielle Holiday. Okay. Yeah, so I was, I delivered them at 26 weeks. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so they spent three months in the NICU, but when they, when they were born, um, you know, I had them in my stomach, A, B, C, and D, and, and, and they were named. So, um, I delivered Evan, my firstborn vaginally. <laughs> he, wow. He came out fist first. Whoa. And then they cut me open for risk of infection and took out the other three. So was um, that the birth plan all along? Oh, heck no, 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 no. We thought, I, I mean, I didn't even go to a birthing class because oh. I was like the whole time it's going to be a C-section mm-hmm. Yeah, and my water broke and, um, he came out fist first and, um, and I had, had no idea what I was doing. And then they, um, then they cut me open and took out the other three. And so I wanted to make sure that I knew the order and the doctor knew that she was our high risk doctor. And she knew that I, I needed to know who yes. was where. Um, and so she would come out, okay, this is baby B. Okay. This is, B. and I was like, okay, that's Caden, that baby B that's Caden. And so that, okay, we've got Caden. And then baby C. Okay, that's Jordan. All right, we've got Jordan. And last one was Dylan. So, um, got it. So yeah. you just decided whichever one came out first, second, third, and fourth. Would you already had the names, right? Yeah, or I, you, or you knew stomach. from the ultrasounds, you knew. Yeah, I knew in my stomach who was. Who. I see. I yeah. See. So like, I knew Evan was on the very bottom. I see. Um, and so you know that was always Evan. So um, I, yeah, and I just knew where they were placed. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, so, so that's interesting that they were placed early on. Cause I would think that they'd be like swimming around in there, but I guess there's not a lot, there's of room. not a lot of room to move. <laughs> there was not. We were in tight corners. Poor Evan came out black and blue. Uh, he Cause was, he'd been kicked. Yes. He was on the bottom. He'd been kicked so much. So we called him bruiser and you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> so funny to this day, he hates 
to be messed with. Like, don't tackle Aww. him. Don't Aww. mess with him. I'm like, buddy, that is trauma from the womb. Trauma. I so he, had, he had womb trauma. <laughs> he did. I think, no, I think that's a real thing because, um, so listen to this. So Julie and I, um, so we, we had complications at birth also, but before that I took all her food. Like I was six pounds and she was four pounds, which is a big difference. Yes, You know, I was almost six pounds. You know, I, I left the hospital at six pounds, but, um, I think I was a little below that, but she has security issues. I Mm. feel like, is that okay Mm. for me to say, Julie? (laughs) I don't, I don't really believe in this whole, like, oh, you took, you took my food. So now I've got security issues. I, but you know, it's fine. If you, I mean, if you think that's fine. Well, I did. I just, because like, so there was that, like you were malnourished and then you slipped out <laughs> and you kicked me on your way out and I was twisted sideways. And then you had to stay at the hospital until you fattened up and I got to go mm-hmm, home. And mm-hmm. so then I always felt like you were kind of like the one that is in search of security more than me oh you mean because I get scared of like getting broken into yes and you're Mm. just you know I just feel like there's things that are different in our personalities Mm -hmm. and I I attribute it to that Hmm. that's interesting that's interesting yeah the my boys are um are they're fairly similarly similar with their personalities but talking about you know leaving them home and having some come home and some not that's 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 hard that had to be hard for your mom too I know it was really really hard for me oh so uh, how long between bringing the first one home and bringing the last one home did you have um gosh it was only I want to say it was only about maybe three and a half or four weeks so because Mm -hmm. we they celebrate obviously the same birthday Mm -hmm. um we really wanted to celebrate (laughs) We really wanted them to have their own day in addition to their birthday. And so we celebrate their going home day. So they're the day they came home from the hospital and we sing happy going home day to you. (laughs) Happy birthday. So, um, Dylan, our last, our last born, um, was home first. And, um, unfortunately my plan totally backfired, um, because two of them came home together on Christmas Eve. Christmas um, Eve. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So Christmas Eve, two of them came home. And so unfortunately those two still have to share a going home day. <laughs> I'm sure they don't mind. Don't I don't think, think they do. I don't think they do. They have uh, shared and, history. Right. And then Evan, our firstborn bruiser was home um, <laughs> about five days after Christmas. So, um, and gosh, I, I remember um, my in-laws were at our house with the other three when we went to go pick up Evan and just walking in the door and the uh, my husband and I, we just lost it. I mean, I get emotional just like thinking about it again. Our family was finally home. There was such a, an up and down struggle um, in the NICU and gosh, NICU life. I saw one of my kids um, being bagged. So they put, had the bag over his mouth and they were like resuscitating him oh. because he was, I walked into the hospital, uh, gosh, they were, he was two or three days old and I walked into them resuscitating him oh. and it was, it was, it's something that an image I'll never, ever Well, cause forget. you probably had no idea that this was happening. Exactly. So I ran over to them. So two, our boys are kind of spread out in the different rooms that they had in the NICU. And, um, they were? Oh. yeah, at first, at first they were. And so, um, so when they were, 
um, I ran over to him and my husband grabbed my hand and, and pulled me and said, we need, there's nothing we can do for him up close. Like we can pray for him to the side and we can also go see our other son who is in the same room who needs us to. Um, he so, has the words of wisdom. Oh my gosh. He's like the best. I was listening to, um, Stephen Furtek, um, who's a, a speaker for Elevation Church today. And he was saying, it, it, as you get older, your spouse, like you're just more, when you're in a good marriage, you just get more and more like attracted to and in love with your husband because they put up with you. <laughs> you just yeah. like, I was like, this is my life. Like, he, yeah, God, that he puts up with me. Um, but anyways, it was, yeah, that was, re- that was really crazy. Um, and they had to, int- they didn't know they didn't have it to intubate him. They had to give him a chest tube. Um, his lungs were, her, his lungs were overextended. So they inserted a chest uh-huh. tube for a few days and it was so all of that. Right. So we walk in, um, to the NICU and they tell us all these things that we're going to be dealing with. And, um, it was three months of a roller coaster ride. So bringing Evan home, you know, a couple of days after Christmas was just like, we'd been oh through gosh. so yes. finally be home. It was amazing. But was it also scary because now you've got to deal with all the medical stuff by yourself? Absolutely. Oh, I'd be freaked out. Yeah. So they, you know, because they were so premature, they had um, chronic lung disease. So they had to see a pulmonologist once a week. Um, They also were, um, had two of them had something called ROP, um, which their retina was growing sideways instead of forward. And so they had to see an eye doctor once a week. They eventually, um, two of them, gosh, I think within a month of being discharged, had to have laser eye surgery. So they were <gasps> wow. four months old. Yeah, because they were going blind. <clears throat> and um, Oh my gosh, you lived like a lifetime in a matter of like weeks. Seriously, it's the truth. It's the truth. Um, so yeah, so we still had all these appointments, right? Like making sure that they were okay. Um, mm-hmm. Three of them had some GI issues and were on the on the brink of failure to thrive because oh no because they couldn't hold their food down so that yeah. first year it was for sure one of the hardest things that we've ever ever gone through um but we're just it just makes you so much more thankful for having four healthy boys that can play all the sports and do all the things yes, yes they can you do know? they can do everything we'll be right back so were you able to stay home that whole year? So, yeah. So that first year I stayed home. Um, I want to say, gosh, I stayed home for about a year, a year and a half, but I'm not going to lie. Like, so my husband, they came home end of December and my husband had two weeks off of work Oh, good. <laughs> and then had to go back to work. Um, grandparents still worked full-time jobs. And oh, would no. come when they oh my gosh. And so my husband, you know, when he went back to work after two weeks and was just like, okay, bye. I love you. <laughs> how did you, day. how did you stay afloat? Oh, like, well, that first day I cried. I'm like, it's not fair. You get to go to work and I have to stay here. <laughs> It was so hard. I we bet. Had, we had amazing support. Um, our church brought meals and helped with laundry. Um, we had some of some people, um, everyone, you know, once or twice a week, some people from the church would come um, and help with the kids. Although, you know, because they were so, their health was so fragile, um, you couldn't 
be sick. You couldn't have a runny nose. You had to take your shoes off. You had to wash your hands. You had to have a flu shot. You had to have all these things to make sure that you didn't get my baby sick. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and then, so, yeah, so we, you know, we, we made it work by God's grace Mm -hmm. (laughs) that first year. Um, my gosh, I don't know how you did that. I don't know either. (laughs) Like, were you up all night long every night? Oh my gosh. I have to tell you this funny story. Um, the first time, okay. So we lived in a thousand square foot house in East Sacramento. So in a small little house, um, in the city. So we lived, and it was about three or four blocks from the hospital, which was such a godsend, right? Because they're in the hospital and I could, I remember there was a Thanksgiving day race, um, down one of the main streets and I couldn't drive across it to get to the hospital. So, so I walked and, um, I remember Ryan saying, you're running to feed your hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was a run for the hungry. Yeah, it was a run for the hungry, and I had to ru- I had to walk across the run to feed the hungry to feed my hungry boys. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so our house was so small that um, it was we could hear any everything so easily. Yeah. Um, and but we still, I gosh, I'm still such a scared a scared mom of you know something happening or whatever. So, so we had a monitor next so they all had one room so we had uh two at that time we only had two cribs in the room um so we had the monitor but it's such a teeny tiny house so I put we had the monitor in our room and every it felt like every five seconds somebody was up fussing because their pacifier fell out and I had been up probably a hundred times and I remember looking over at Ryan thinking gosh you are such a punk that you're just laying here sleeping through all of this. Yes. So, so I, um, so I put the monitor on full blast. And we woke up the next morning. I'm like, I didn't sleep at all last night. I said, I said, it must've been nice for you to get in a couple of hours. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was up in between whenever you were de- laid back down. I was getting up. So here I was like thinking that he hadn't been helping at all. But you were oh. dead to the world during those few minutes. <laughs> but he was doing, he was doing it too. So. Aww. Uh, <laughs> Aww. So and then he had to go to work. I know. I was so mean. <laughs> no, you were sleep deprived. That is not the oh. same as me. Yes. I was very sleep deprived. Um, so yeah, so we got sleep for about an hour and a half. Um, and then we would wake up, set our alarms and, um, wake the kids up. That is a plus of having NICU babies is they come home and they're on a schedule. Yeah. So, um, they would come home from the hospital or I'm sorry, they would, um, they came home from the hospital and were on a schedule. So we set an alarm every hour and a half and then it took us about an hour and a half to feed them. Um, and then we would put them back to bed and then we would sleep for an hour and a half and then we were up for an hour and a half. So, oh my um, gosh, I can't even imagine making me so tired right now. And... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. I yeah. just had one, one baby. <laughs> I can't even picture what that would be like. Cause I can remember how tired I was with just my one baby. Oh, wow. It, 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 again, like it's just, it's, it's a distant memory. Thank God, because yes, <laughs> because it was, t- yeah, it was tough for sure. But yeah. you can, Julie, you can probably relate to Danielle's, like her husband saying four is better than none. 
because yeah. you were facing the same thing that you might not ever get to be a parent. And yeah. only people that have faced that possibility can understand what that's like. And then well, when you finally get your baby or babies. Well, an only child has like a stigma too, right? You know, you got people thinking like, oh, that's so sad. Like I would have, when he was little, I'd be out in public and people would say to Andrew, oh, is it just you or do you have any brothers or sisters? And he'd say no. And he wanted a brother and sister so bad. Mm -hmm. And they would say, oh, don't you want a brother or sister? And they would say it like, like how mean I was that I wouldn't give him a brother or sister. And I, I can't explain it to every stranger that like we had fertility issues and we are so thankful that we got one at all. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. I, again, like get a shirt. I yeah. would, we would have more. I'm sorry. Yeah. We <laughs> tried to have more. It didn't work for us. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh That's my gosh. Fun. Okay. So, um, do you think that birth order, like, does that even apply to multiples? Because we have our own theories, but what do you think? Um, so my firstborn and my lastborn are, um, so Evan and Dylan mm-hmm. are very much alike. So they both act like um, a firstborn. Really? Mm-hmm. So they're very, like. Um, they take charge or? Yes. What is yep. the. Yep. Yep. Although, uh, uh, yeah, they, they do. Jo- uh, Jordan, one of my other, one of the ones that's identical, um, likes to also uh, recently, I feel like his personality recently has um, tried to be the take charge. He's very, very creative and loves to come up with games. So with a game, like, okay, we're going to play this. So this, you, now you have to go stand here and you can't hit the ball this way, but you can hit it that way. And so I feel like more and more of that has been coming out of him. Um, yeah, I don't know that it, it has a hard, I have a hard time with that with my kids, I think. Yeah, I think that that's what I've read. I've done a little bit of research and it seems to be the consensus that multiples all act like whatever they came in as a group. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if they're onlys, then they act like an only, you know, like there isn't any other siblings besides the multiples, then they act, they all act like an only child. Totally. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and like, like my sister and I, we have an older brother, so we would be the youngest, right? Oh, right. we were definitely treated like the youngest too. We were treated like the youngest, plus we were twins. So we had the double factor of like, oh, the baby and getting more attention because mm. we had the attention of being twins and we were the youngest. Totally. And That's the only girls. That's really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I agree. I don't think it applies, but I was just wondering because, you know, maybe other people have a different theory. Um, Okay. Then you've told me a little bit about the dynamics between your boys. Um, Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. They are um, thick as thieves. Um, It's the, it's the coolest thing to see. Um, It's funny, you know, they've been having some friends come over recently and play with them and, um, they play all the time together. Um, they have built-in best friends. I was talking to somebody recently, and they were like, yeah, they, they, ha- they have a, their own, like, sleepover every night. Yes, <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah, they get to sleep with their best friend, and they, uh, they do. They sit up in their room and chat for a while, and, um, and they're, they are really, 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 really close. Um, it is interesting. The identicals are... Um, 
they definitely have a different bond um, or, or maybe I would say they are not as social as Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan is a social butterfly and um, like your husband. Yeah, exactly. And he is so friend. He loves to have friends. Um, he's such a friendly kid. And um, my other three could like take it or leave it playing mm-hmm. with other kids mm-hmm. because they um, have each other. Yes. Uh, as, but you know, it's interesting recently, one of my, one of uh, Caden, who's one of the identicals um, has been playing with another kid at school at recess and uh, who's not his brother. And I had asked him, I said, um, he had been talking about playing with this other little boy, Alejandro recently. And I said, um, or my husband asked Caden, did you play with Alejandro today? And he said, yeah. And, um, he looked like he wasn't sure what our response was going to be like, oh, you should play with your brothers. It's almost like what he thought that we were going to say. Interesting. And I said, oh, we like praise the heck out of him for playing with somebody else. We were like, yeah, we're so proud of you. For Wait, so, so that is that unusual then for them? Yes. To- oh, oh, they never play with other kids. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's even interesting at, too. Yeah. Even at recess. I mean, even at recess, and it has been this way their entire life. I remember <gasps> volunteering wow. at their school and being like, oh, my gosh, you guys, please play with other kids. <laughs> we would have people over and their yeah. kids over. And they would just, like, take off and go do their own thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys. That is so funny. So weird. So um, so we were, like, so excited that he was going out of his way to play with somebody that was not a brother. So it's just the three that are identical that weren't playing with other kids and Dylan was going off and playing with he, other kids. He was a little, Dylan would go off more so than the other three mm-hmm. um, in the beginning. It, he still was pretty tight with them, but now it's funny when they first started um, going back to school again this year, because they were homeschooled last year, mm-hmm. um, this year he, um, he was playing with his brothers every recess for the first month or so, um, because that's again all he knew for, from this last year. Right. And then, um, and then when they went back, and then gosh, about a, after a month after that, he was out re- doing recess, and he's playing with like all the other boys um, besides his brothers now. Like, good, good play with the yeah. other kids. It's so good for you. Yeah. Well, that's so funny. I wonder if other little boys out on the playground get intimidated to try to break into their little pack. I would assume so. I would. Yeah. yeah, I I would would think so. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see when they start dating and all. I mean, there's so much. Oh, my God. Unknown. I I said, I'm sure. I mean, the boys have already like just started to figure out, like, how can we play tricks on people? Um, (laughs) Really? Yeah, which again, listening to your one about PE, um, <laughs> when Katie went in yes. for your PE class, I was thinking like, this is going to be, they've just started like, oh, we should dress up as, I should change into your shirt or we should wear the same shirt so that, number one, they're like, so they can't tell us apart. I'm like, pretty sure they can't tell you apart anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they want, have said they wanted to start playing tricks on people. But I've said, I think when they're in high school. I'm like, just watch. Like, they're going to go up to, like, this poor, sweet girl that probably, you know, just has the biggest crush on one of them that yes, that maybe has a big crush on Kaden, um, for example. And Jordan's going to go up to her and be like, hey, want to come over for a date? I'm Kaden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when she comes over, Kaden's going to be like, 
I did not ask you out. And Jordan's <laughs> going to be like cracking up in the corner. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see for sure. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to like live that with them. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, every day must be an adventure with those boys. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, and they're, they're just like, I, they're just the sweetest, sweetest little boys. Um, and they honestly, like their hearts are so big. They are exhausting and they're like kind of in that tween stage almost. Yes. Which is not my favorite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but gosh, they just, they really, they really have huge hearts. I mean, we were talking tonight about um, taking a family trip in a couple of years and on, going on a missions trip with them. Because I feel like it's so important for them to be, you know, well-rounded. Um, and it's, um, I, I just think that their hearts are huge and will continue to grow the more that they see in life. Yes. Oh, well, it just sounds like you're just doing an amazing job. Yes. <laughs> There's days. <laughs> well, we all have our days. Yes. Now, but mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have, your plate is more full than a lot of people because all of us that are parents of singletons, you know, we don't know anything about what your, what your days are like. We, we know a little bit because yeah. we're parents, yeah, but, yeah. and we have our days. And I just think about my worst mommy days and I had two, but mine were close in age, but still yeah. they weren't twins. Like they, you know, yeah. and I just remember being sleep deprived, but it wasn't anything like what you're talking about. Mm-mm. Like I would get three and four hours at a time and I was still a zombie the next day. <laughs> Katie was hilarious. We went to, (laughs) I'm glad I amuse you, Julie. (laughs) We went, when Ava was like, so Ava's her, you know, she was a newborn. She was a newborn and and Katie had a, what Julian was a year and a half at the time. 17 months. He wasn't even a year and a half. So he was also still pretty much a baby. And we were going through one of those drive through oil change places together Mm -hmm. because we were hanging out, but we both had like chores we had to do. And Katie said, let's just go together and we'll both do the drive through. So we pull in like installs next to each other. And I don't like going to those places because they try to upsell you. Like, I just want my oil change. I don't want all the other things that I get. (laughs) Like I was all ready to like, be like, no, I don't want anything else. (laughs) And so, so they came up to me and they're like, do you want this? I'm like, no. And then it was like a hundred, it was a summertime. So it was like a hundred outside. It was it awful. Was, and we had to turn our cars off, you know, so they could do the work. And they, they asked me, do you want some air conditioning? And I was just so ready to say no, that I was like, no, I don't want any air conditioning. <laughs> and then I look over at Katie and she's like, yes, please. I'll take some air conditioning. And they took this big PVC, like huge pipe and stuck it in her window. And it was like blowing in her face. And she was leaning back like she was at the spa. And she was just like, (laughs) so like loving this moment of like relaxation. And they brought me bottled water. I said yes to, I think I said yes to everything. You said yes yes, to everything. All the bells. I don't care. And I was like, what's wrong with me? She's like, enjoyed herself. But you were just so sleep deprived. Enjoying the free air conditioning. <laughs> that is amazing. You take what I could get. Seriously. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Well, have your boys had like that that strange coincidences that we've experienced like when we would lose our teeth the same day? I mean, like weird so twin stuff happened to us. Like, has that happened to your boys? Um, I, the thing that I always say the most, at, le- at least with my identicals, um, is that um, 
so when they were when they were babies and they learned how to crawl um the my three evan keenan and jordan crawled with their right fist closed and their left hand open interesting isn't that weird yes um aside from that there's not i don't feel like it's funny um (laughs) what not really funny but yeah i one of my kids broke his arm a couple of years ago he fell off of a bench in the backyard and i remember asking the other my other boys do you feel anything (laughs) (laughs) just so you can answer all those questions like when one gets hurt can the other one feel it that's yeah, why, that's why I asked. I'm like, do you guys feel? Do you feel anything? They're like, no, I just feel really bad for Evan. Aww, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, no, I was, I had hoped. I'm like, gosh, I hope that they want them to like be able to feel each other's pain. But apparently, they can't. Maybe that's a boy thing. <laughs> I think that that's actually a blessing, though, because we were talking about that on, on one of our podcasts that we haven't published yet. That how horrible it would be if you could feel your twin or your multiples pain like what if one of them's giving birth and the other one's <laughs> doubled over in pain for 32 hours like that would be awful that'd be terrible no thank you i need to go through yeah. that again yeah. yeah but i we haven't met any twins that have the esp thing going on but yeah but like do they feed off each other emotion wise like if one of them's sad do, do they all get sad and that's a really good question um typically now i don't feel like they do um, when one gets sad, you know, I feel like it's interesting with boys. I was just, again, talking to a girlfriend about this the other day. I feel like you have to be so in tune with them um, mm-hmm. because they're not uh, verbal. Um, and so, not That's not true. Verbal, but I they're just, less communicating. Yeah, 100%. So one of my boys the other night, um, <laughs> this is a funny story. One of my boys the other night. Um, I was telling him good night and I, and I could tell on his face and I just, you just have to look at the face and mm-hmm. I could tell on his face that something was going on. And, um, I asked him, I said, are you okay? And he like shook his head. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I don't want to tell you <laughs> like, buddy, like it's so, you can tell me it's okay. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, buddy, I promise like you're not going to get in trouble. What's going on? So he, and he told me what he told me what had happened. It was a funny story and it was all an, an accident that had happened, but um, gosh, I just, I, I feel like um, <laughs> like this sounds terrible, but like boys just aren't really in tune <laughs> with emotions. They're, I feel like they're kind of, um, aloof <laughs> yes I, I agree yeah and, and so they don't really know when one of their brothers is sad or oh, right you know what I mean so it's mm-hmm. like I just have to I have to be especially again like I was just saying with my girlfriend I was talking to I have to be so in tune yeah with them all the time yeah uh, because if if they do have something they want to share they're not just going to come up and share yeah it. I need to pull it out of that's them. so true boys don't really talk about their emotions and yeah. they don't talk to each other about it either because like Andrew's friend was moving away like moving to France like way away and I was like uh-huh. oh is he sad that he has to leave he's like I don't know like yeah. but that's like with everything like if I ask how his friends are doing about anything he's like I don't know mm-hmm. like he's never thought to even ask them well how do you feel about that <laughs> yeah it's true it's so true it's so true uh, yeah, so I, I, it's really hard. Um, it's I, the friend that I was talking to about this the other night also has a son, and I said, "Is is your does your husband like? Is he does he get it?" And she's like, "Oh gosh, no! Like, 
he just he's like he's aloof too (laughs) (laughs) she's like so if I'm not paying attention yes Mm -hmm. then you know then a a moment that is necessary is gonna go by if I'm not paying attention right there's so much you have to teach boys about social emotional skills like I Mm -hmm. I I was overhearing my son talk on the phone when he was in middle school to one of his friends and I he got off the phone and I said well you know why he called you right and he's all yeah he just he was just talking he wanted to talk to me I said yeah he wanted you invite you to invite him to go with with you to this thing that you're doing that's why he called you and was asking you about it that was your cue (laughs) to invite him and he's like really and like, he's all how do you know that and I'm like I just know call him back and invite him and sure enough he called and invited him and he was like so excited and I said see that he was calling you for that reason (laughs) (laughs) again like just so oblivious yes right I love it I love it (laughs) so funny well so we've covered some of this stuff but like you know how how multiples give us give scientists like a really good study of Mm -hmm. nature versus nurture or so they think but I really think that it's nature versus nurture versus spiritual like your your soul that Mm. gives us our personality because you know just because somebody is an identical twin or triplet doesn't mean that they're exactly the same like Mm -hmm. my sister and I have a lot of differences but there's they're more subtle than probably people from the outside would notice they probably think that we're very alike because we had similar friends and similar interests but then I don't know I'd I'd say between us we have some very noticeable differences that I notice Mm -hmm. and that I'm sure she notices um and I think that comes from our we have different souls yeah I I mean we have the same DNA but I just feel like our spirits are different like we always thought the same boys were cute. Like yeah. we have we have a lot of same like similar tastes, I would say. Don't you think, Katie, about like yes. food that we like? Like we have a lot of similar interests and similar tastes. But yeah, yeah like we... your boys too, like like have the same sports that they like to play mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like enjoy each other's company. So I would say that that is the same and we had very similar disposition because of our same upbringing so probably would be the same even if we weren't twins Mm -hmm. like as far as how we treated teachers and how you know we were we're goody two shoes we were nerds together you know what I mean like (laughs) we were the same in so many ways that to outsiders they would think oh yeah they're exactly the same but I don't know I feel like we're very different in a lot of ways you think that that's true about your boys yeah, they're very, very similar. You're right. Um, they're also, um, there, there's definitely subtle differences. Um, my, although I do have to say my fraternal is probably the most different personality wise. Mm-hmm. He has a much, much stronger personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said he has, um, three characteristics that I think eventually will, once he is uh, more mature and figures out how to, um, cope with them a little bit better. Um, it'll be, it'll work better in his favor, but right now it's so hard. So he is, um, extremely competitive. Oh, wow. Um, He's a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and he's also very, very sensitive. Yeah. Um, And so those three, that three can be a wonderful combination, um, Mm -hmm. with maturity right now. It's really, really hard, um, for him. Like he gets really frustrated with himself. Um, when he strikes out, when he's playing baseball, he gets really yes. mad at himself. Um, mm-hmm. If one of his brothers misses 
um, a ball that's thrown to him um, when he's playing baseball. He, he gets really frustrated with them because they didn't catch it. They should have caught it. Yeah. Um, my other three are a, a lot more easygoing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he definitely, I feel like that combination with him is, is definitely challenging for him. And also for us parenting it, like we don't want to mm-hmm. um, diminish those things in him, but we also, you know, trying to teach him how to cope with them is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but my other three are pretty much like chill as a cucumber. Like mm-hmm. they're very, very easygoing. Yeah. That, that's a blessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> that makes it makes it so you can handle when things aren't yes. chill. Yes, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> and maybe maybe they complement each other, you know? Oh, 100% they do. Yeah. It, it, you know, they're all in the same class right now. Um, their school, and they always have been, their school only has two classes per grade. Oh, and wow. so splitting up two and two, I just honestly, especially um, – you know, with the identicals pulling one away and letting two of them stay together and one not, um, I have a hard time justifying. Yes. Um, and then they've said, well, what about just putting Dylan in a separate class? I'm like, well, Dylan feels very different anyways. Yeah. And so, you know, putting some more, um, emphasis magnifying, on that. Yeah. Yes. Magnifying that even more. I just don't really feel like that's what's best for him. So they've yeah. been in the same class their whole life. Well, that's a blessing, Danielle, because yes. some we went to a school where they didn't allow it from mm-hmm. first grade through third grade. That was the grades of that school. And then we went to a different school for fourth and fifth grade. And those that, that was the only school where it was not allowed. And my mom was really disappointed because we got along well. It's not like yeah. we would cause trouble by yep. being in the same class. Not like they, we copied they, off each other. They said the reason is because they didn't think we would hang out with any other kids if we were in the same class together. <laughs> well, we did make new friends because we were forced to because our sister was in the other class. But we, as soon as recess bell rang, we were right together again. So it's just, to me, it was... <laughs> I felt like that wasn't right. They should let the mom decide. I think that the moms know what's best. Oh, for sure. They, yeah. They, thankfully, that's what their school lets us do. Is they're like, I'm so glad about that. Isn't it amazing? It's yeah. so awesome. It is very awesome because you're right. If they were to be into two different classrooms, especially with Dylan all by himself, that wouldn't be right. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That wouldn't be good. And breaking up the other, breaking up the three, I'm like, that's not fair for them either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's, yeah, this is, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. Um. But the, just like what you said, like they do so well in school together. Um. They normally let them, they have them sit at different groups. Um. But I remember their second grade teacher, the last week of school, let the four of them sit together. And she said, this will probably never happen again, boys. So soak it up. <laughs> It was really wow. Cool. It was so cool. Yeah. That's interesting. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually, I had thought of that question after I typed up the questions for you. I thought about it later that I wonder if they were in the same class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing that they're able to be. I'm really glad because, so, you know, four of them. If what? they were at a bigger school, I feel like they would have all been in different classes. So, Danielle, I want to ask you this because I just thought of something. So, if one of them, because, because like if, if, when during those years, Katie's talking about where we were in different classes, we made obviously different friends. And I remember the first time I got invited to a birthday party that Katie did not get invited to because she didn't know my sister because mm-hmm. we were she only knew me. And I remember thinking how strange that was. My mom said, 
well, it's totally fine. She doesn't have to invite Katie. She doesn't know Katie. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, I guess she doesn't know Katie. That's, but it was weird to me almost. But I was wondering with your boys, has that ever happened? Like, have they ever been invited to things without each other? Not yet. No, they haven't. It's normally um, the four of them are invited um, when they go anywhere. I do have to say, you know, that that has made it challenging for us um, to have them be friends with people because I do feel like most people think that it's like an all or nothing mm-hmm. um, deal. And having four boys at your house is a really big undertaking. Yeah. It's true. So, um, so I did, uh, you know, I was concerned um, uh, recently about like, gosh, we just don't get invited many places because yeah. we don't want all four of them. Um, which is why those relationships that my kids are starting to form, um, with just them and other friends is so important. Dylan um, has become friends with a, a sweet little boy in the neighborhood who lives a couple blocks away and has like gone on his bike and ridden over to his house just by himself. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. A couple of times. And he is like, he just gets on, he's on cloud nine um, being there. And, and um, it's special that he's has those relationships. My other three have no desire to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just fine how they are. So (laughs) that's great. Well, I, it'd be interesting to see, do you have predictions of if they will like go off to college together? I mean, how can you tell at age 11, but no, what do you think? So I do say, I have said this probably a hundred times. I do think that, um, my three will probably stay home, um, and go to community college for a couple of years Mm -hmm. and Dylan will probably go off to a college somewhere not in California. I say somewhere <laughs> probably on the East Coast. Um, and he's going to meet a girl and bring her home for Christmas or whatever. And she's going to walk in the door and look at all the pictures on the wall and be like, oh, my God, you're a quadruplet. <laughs> like, you think he won't even tell her? Yes, I think he won't even tell her. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> That's my prediction. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my goodness well it'll certainly be interesting you're not going to be bored ever no no absolutely not Mm -mm, nope (laughs) try as we might right yes Yes. well danielle it's been delightful talking to you it really has we we, i can see from our little clock here that we've kept you occupied for 83 minutes and i apologize for that oh my gosh i'm so sorry i think i told you 45 minutes and as a mama that doesn't get enough sleep I mean, you probably get more now than you did when yes, they were little, yes, but yes. I am, I feel bad. So no, oh, don't feel bad. I enjoy the adult conversation. I love talking about my kids. Um, and they've been <laughs> having movie night with dad and popcorn downstairs. <laughs> oh, well, yes. we really appreciate your time, Danielle. It was so oh, nice to meet you. You too. You too, you guys. Thank you guys for having me. You're so welcome. Special. Oh, <laughs> thanks for being on our show and, um, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds okay. good, you guys. Thanks so much. Okay. okay have fun with those bye. boys. Bye. Okay, all right. Bye. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. So, what did you think about our interview with Danielle Holiday? Well, I thought it was so enlightening and fun and she's just fascinating to me so 
It was yeah. one of my favorite interviews so far. Yeah, me, me too. And when I was listening to it back, you know, and editing it, I was like, wow, that was really a good interview. Yeah, it really was. She, she's a natural. I feel like she could be like a co-host for a TV show. I know. Like tomorrow with no training. I think she could too. Yeah. <laughs> she just- could... Just she her could pl- story is interesting. Yeah, that's but- just gonna say that. Like, she could write a book about her story, and it would probably be a bestseller. Yeah, and then she could do fine on her Good Morning America interview about her book. <laughs> I feel like we needed to talk very little. In fact, anytime we did talk, I feel it took away from what she was trying to say. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, don't sell yourself short. Well, I just think that she she was carrying it. By herself, just fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. She didn't need us to say a whole lot. No. Anyway, all right. So should we talk about what we're going to talk about in our next episode? Yes, I'm so excited. I know. Okay, so tell the listeners what we're doing. Okay, so we sent off a cheek swab test to have our DNA tested so mm-hmm. that we will find out once and for all if we are identical or fraternal twins. Yes. So just to recap. Um, in case you haven't listened to our very first, I think it was our pilot that we talked about this. Yeah. Is that our parents never found out if we were identical or fraternal because there was complications and I got stuck before yeah. I could get, um, get, Katie, um, Katie got stuck coming out. Yeah. So I was breached. They had to like pull, twist me by my legs and pull me out by my legs and they thought I wasn't going to make it. And it was, it was a very stressful time. And it was back before they, they did very many C-sections, I guess. And so they just did it that way. But um, anyway, in all the commotion, they never wrote it down if we were identical or fraternal. So we've always told people that we are, but we've always known that we might not be. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the doctors said, hey, we can do a skin graft test and find out for sure. But that was going to be like cutting into your newborn baby's arms. And seeing if the skin grows back on the other twin, which seems very barbaric. And my mom was like, our mom was like, no, we're not doing that. So now it's a simple DNA test, which we chose to use a company that just finds out if you're fraternal or identical. It's not the 23andMe or the Ancestry.com. It's just this one thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're identical, but then again, there are fraternal twins out there that look a lot alike. So it's no guarantee that we actually are identical. And our mom has been text. I don't know if she's been texting you, Katie, but she's been texting me and emailing me and saying, please let me know as soon as you find out. I'm dying to know if you're identical or fraternal. So I think it would be really fun if we had her on the phone. Definitely. When we read the results ourselves from the email or however they're going to send us the results. Yeah, it's going to have to be old school because she has a flip phone. So she won't be able to <laughs> she won't be able to tap into our recording system. So yeah. you will hear her in the background on my um, on speakerphone on my phone and we'll record together you and I the results yeah. because um, we just got an email that says that the results will be ready Monday evening and we are happen to already have plans to be together you and I next Tuesday. So yeah. we will have the results by then on email. And so I it's going to be not to open it until yes. we are together and we've got mom on the phone. Yes. So we're very excited. Um, I don't know yet what the rest of the topics are going to be for our next episode, but probably um, we should record something based on what the results are like. For example, if we're identical, we should do our show that we're planning to do on identical. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to talk to a twin expert in a couple yes. weeks, um, hopefully, if her schedule allows, about her. She's done extensive research on She's twins. a scientist, right? She's a scientist and a, and a um, college instructor or professor. And a book author. And a book author. She's written like six books on twins. And, and she is a twin. Yeah. So she's going to talk to us about our, our case specifically, whatever she can tell us. And then she will talk about her new book that she has coming out. All right. Well, this is exciting. All right, Katie, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Okay, until next time. Bye. Bye.